You're listening to the Building Stronger Agents podcast, where we interview the top solo agents, team leaders, and brokers across the country to see what makes them thrive in today's market and beyond. Welcome back, everyone. I'm very excited for our guest today. Um, lots of real estate agents struggle. In fact, I think the average number of transactions for a real estate agent in the United States is about six to seven. And then uh, a lot of agents think if they do 20 or 30 transactions a year, uh, then they're doing great, which is an excellent number. I've got a man on the call today. Last year, he had 111 closings, according to the MLS. And I believe we're going to get into details, but I believe he's a solo agent, uh, strictly solo, right, Derek? Correct. So this guy uh, has been in the business for a short period of time, selling 111 homes a year. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Derek Bailey. Uh, Derek's in the uh, Akron, Ohio uh, real estate market. And uh, how's it going today, Derek? Uh, good morning, Will. Doing great today. Yeah, thanks good. for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So what, before we get started, tell us about yourself. How did you get into real estate? Um, what got you here? Uh, tell us about your business. We'd love to hear your bio. Thank you. Yeah. So a little backstory. I was in manufacturing for, my goodness, 25 years, I think, maybe longer, somewhere in there. It was great. Made a lot of money, learned a lot from business and people, but uh, did real estate on the side. Had some rentals, did a lot of flips, had a, a small little LLC real estate company to buy and sell our flips. So I always knew real estate was going to be where I landed thought maybe it was going to be my retirement gig. Um, but, at, you know, at, at 55 years old, back in 2018, I was 2017, 2018 is when I changed. But I remember very vividly thinking, this is not fun anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So here I am working in manufacturing, which, again, has been really good to me. Uh, but, you know, making everybody else a lot of money and uh, not having any fun. So. Um, January of 2018 is when I made the switch to full-time real estate. So that's excellent. Uh, yeah. A lot so of fun. Wish I did five it years ago. Yep. So uh, did you, did you start off as a team? I mean, how did you, you get into the business in 2018? How did you get traction? What did you do? Yeah. Great. So yeah, I did. I started out on a team. Uh, I was a listing agent only. Um, so 2018, I really didn't go out in the field until I think it was the day after Memorial Day. So essentially, what, six months, mm -hmm. seven months uh, doing listings only uh, and closed 25 homes my first year, six, my first six months doing listings only. 2019, uh, full year, I sold 84 homes. Um, again, quickly realized I was doing a lot of work and making everybody else a lot of money. Got it. And so uh, decided to go out on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, being in business for so long, I'm also on the local school board. Uh, I have eight children. So I have a lot of connections, um, a lot of people um, that I've interacted with over time. And so big sphere of influence. And so I wanted to go out on my own and control my own destiny. And so I did in uh, uh, 2020, actually, right, right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, July of 2020. I am now, um, since then, been on my own, no team. I do have a closing coordinator, but no, no team, just a single agent. Now, did the did the shutdown in 2020 was that 
part of the decision since you were at home by yourself anyway and you guys couldn't have or did you guys have team meetings weekly yeah did we still keep, did yeah still sure did. no the pandemic or the shutdown really didn't have anything to do with my decision mm. um you were just looking at the numbers and how much you were oh, handing away. Exactly right. Yep. Got it. So I did some, uh, I snooped around a bit. I see that you had, according to the MLS in 2022, you had 74 listing. He has an envious balance, 74 listings and 35 buyers. That's a 75% balance. We, we strive to get 50-50. Um, a lot of real estate agents are flipped the other way, 35% listings and 30, 74% buyers, or even higher on the buyer side, which is very hard to sustain. But how do you get how do you get 74 listings in a year, five years in? Do, do you have any, I hate to use the word systems because that never makes any sense to me. Uh, but how did you get 74 listings? How is that broken down? Whew. Yeah, systems, what are they, right? You know, as I anticipating this conversation this morning, right? I'm thinking, you know, how could I teach someone to do what I do? And and it's really, you and I kind of talked about it, you know, before we started here. But um, first of all, being in business, I totally understand um, P&Ls, bottom lines, what it takes from a big financial transaction, which obviously your home is the biggest um, and then I've been blessed to be in business to know really it, it's about people. And so, um, I work with a lot of investors. Uh, they trust me to handle their transactions because I live their life that they're living, uh, with rentals and flips. I flipped, I don't know how many homes a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, you know, it's more than just sticking a sign in the yard and saying, Hey, let me sell your house and hope somebody sells it for you. Right. Yeah, you know, of course. It's just adding so much value to their transaction to, to gaining their trust. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know that that's a real answer as far as systems go. Um, listings. I love listings. I'm, I'm really, really good at listing appointments. Um, I understand, you know, what they're looking for. I ask a ton of questions. And so, you know, it's more than I'm, I'm not a sales guy. Right. Um, I'm not a convincer. I'm not going to go and um, I, I remember a conversation um, where I went on a listing appointment, I think two of them to the same person, right? I went back and the second time I was there, he said, hey, there was a competitor's paperwork on the counter. You know, I think he left it out accidentally on purpose, right? right. So, of course, I, I, you know, I just brought it up, the elephant in the room and said, hey, I see you're talking to somebody else. You know, well, why would, you know, what, what can I do to earn your trust? And it was all about commission for him. And um, he said, man, I'd really, really love to go with you. I think you have a better strategy. You've done your research, which I do a lot of. I love data. Um, he said, but they'll do it for 4%. And I said, it sounds like you should go with them. And he about fell off his chair, right? He's like, what? I said, no, I, you know, I, I think you should go with them. If, if in fact, that's what you're looking for is commission, then I'm not the guy for you. Uh, I offer a lot of value. And so, and I do, and that's not arrogant, as you know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I love people. I really do. Again, that, that, I think that sounds cliche-ish a little bit, but I really do. I understand 100% it's about people. And, um, and so, I, you know, for some reason, I've been able to earn their trust and have been very successful. And then, of course, uh, referrals, they tell their friends, right? And uh, word gets around, so.
Very important. So are you saying that most of those 74 are, are predominantly um, investors who buy and sell properties? Boy, I, you know what? I don't know that I've ever done the math on those. I, I would say my gut tells me it's maybe 50%. You okay. know, I, I'd have to do the numbers for you, Will, but and then the other 50%, the other 50% is just like normal people calling you just to sell their Absolutely. home. Absolutely. Referrals. Um, you know, I do get some uh, either Zillow or realtor.com leads uh, through overflow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I do the numbers. Um, I got a call yesterday um, from a client that's really not even a client yet. Um, so I, 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 I had a listing. I got a call from this person looking for this listing. We made a connection. This has now been probably a year and a half, two years. We've stayed in contact. She's still looking. I'm going to sell their house when it comes time, when they find a house. She called me to refer me to one of her friends that I've even not even helped her yet. Other than I've just, I've, I've added value to her. You know, I'm not a mm -hmm. sales guy, right? I'm just right. trying to help. Um, meet the need that they have and, and I'm there to offer value. And so now I'm going on an appointment today referred from somebody that I've never, they're not even a client yet, but wow, that's I, great. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens frequently. So, so when you're talking about working with investors and so many of them are uh, completely, I mean, the whole reason they do it isn't because they love homes. It's because it's a way for them to make large chunks of money potentially uh, you know, if they buy it right and sell it right. But just so that people don't listen to this and fall asleep going value, value, value. Specifically, what are you doing for an investor to get their eye off the commission ball and go, I need to have Derek in my world because really you have to create that. Otherwise, they're not going to work with you. What is it that you're doing? Like, what does this value look like? Yeah, great question. So uh, what's today? Thursday. So Tuesday, um, and this happens frequently. I, um, I'm on, I'm, I'm active, actually on their active search team, we'll call it for lack of a better word, right? So I'm helping them find properties at the same time. Tuesday, I went and looked at, I set up showings for, for an investor client in the Akron area. Mm -hmm. And I went on the show, he didn't even go, right? So I'm providing for him, look, here's the ARV. Here's what you're going to have to do. See, I, I've flipped so many homes. I don't know, maybe the number's 50. I'd have to go back and look over the years. I understand what sells. I understand what's important to rehab, what's not important to rehab. Don't overspend, right? Do the right things. So I go, I set up these listening appointments. I go on them myself. Um, you know, I, I, here's, here's what you, you can't spend any more than this. Here's what you're going to do for renovate. I mean, so I, I'm on essentially a good way to think about it is I'm on their team, right? I'm offering them value. Now it doesn't happen right away. Like, you don't know me. Like, are you going to trust me with your dollars? Right. You and I, and I won't mention his name. There's a local guy newer to the area. You and I are both friends with him. Really just lighten it up. Right. He trusts me to that. He calls me, say, Derek, look at this house. What do you think the RV is? What do you think we should do with it? Right. And because I have that, not only my own personal track record history, but now I've developed that with both of them. Um, you know, they're very confident. We wrote two offers the other day. Uh, mm -hmm. from the two showings, right? And, and the guy wasn't even there. Um, so um, a lot of value in understanding the market, doing a lot of research, talking about what's important renovation-wise, what are we going to sell? We, you know, people, investors make mistakes when they buy the house, not when they sell it, right? 
Yeah, you, you make, make your money on the purchase. You make your money on the purchase. So you got to know. But what you really got to know is what are you going to sell it for? Right. right. And then you work your numbers backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a blow your blow smoke kind of guy. I, I'm, if anything, I'm the other way. I'm probably overly conservative. You know, if, if you have an investor that says, and you, you know this, there's a lot of people out there that overinflate the ARB and try to sell, you know, hey, you could buy this home for 100 and sell it for 350. Right. That just doesn't happen. Right. right. And I'm not that guy. So um, I probably, to be fair, have left some deals on the table because I was overly honest and just said, look, it's, this don't buy this house. Right. This is what, you know, so I have their, I, I don't chase commissions. You know, again, it, it's, um, it's about people. So that makes sense. Of course it does to me. I mean, I've run my business the same way. I haven't had the relationships with investors, but at the end of the day, our relationships are the currency of our real estate business. And if you, anyone who sells homes on a high level um, says the same stuff as you. I mean, there's not very many high level transactional agents. As you're burning through these transactions and the humans behind them, then you're leaving this path of destruction and people are much more apt to say, don't use Derek, than they're going to say, use Derek. They're much more apt to give you a bad review than they will give you a great review, even if they think you're amazing. So it's very, especially in this day and age, because everything is so transparent and we're so exposed in the ways that people can get back at us online if they, uh, if they don't get what they want. So it's very important to do what you say, say what you do, and like you said, provide value. So are you, are you just looking in the multiple listing service? First of all, tell us, for those who don't know what you're talking about, I know what the answer is, but tell us what ARV stands for. After renovation value. There you go. Uh, so just, in, I didn't want someone to go have to Google it. Not, yeah. So anyway, um, are you looking at just listed properties or do you have some systems in place or do you have some places you look to find off-market properties? So not just the MLS. Um, so yes, yes, and yes, right? I, I auction, I mean, I, I'll just reveal it all. There's no secret, right? Auction.com, share sales, um, Hubzoo, um, wholesalers. I mean, the answer is yes to all of those. The MLS, right? Mm -hmm. Expireds. Um, I mean, just you got to turn over every rock. So the value that you're providing that I'm getting from this, that you're providing these investors at the forefront, you have to provide them product because that's the one thing they, especially in the market, we, oops, we, you were able to sell uh, 100 and 10 sides uh and i'm sure those are some of those you were the listing and the selling agent um you were able to do that in an incredibly fast-paced market uh where you've got a lot of uh you know a lot of competition um people fighting to uh for the rows like on bachelor where they're just trying to you know it's a competition it's a race to see who can get their offer accepted and you were still able to pull all that together and i think it's remarkable um, so, so you're where you create real value and a, anyone who's listening to this, you have to go out of your way to look for inventory and then take the next step and make sure that you're not presenting them with properties that aren't going to make sense. They at least have to fit into the window um, that, that they're looking for. And if you do that, they're never going to leave you on the sidelines because you'll just, you're the golden goose as far as they're concerned. And then, then you can build trust and create other values such as 
you know, what you need to put into this house, having access to contractors, uh, being able to see around corners and see potential repairs that could really cut into their profits later. Am I right? Oh, you know, it reminded me of something that I learned early on in my manufacturing business, working with a lot of Fortune 500 companies. And here we are, you know, my last company, I was the CEO. We were 27 employees, you know, um, I often tell the story, and this is, we'll take a little side road here just because it's a fun story. Oh, that's great. Um, I love stories. Yep. So U.S. Open tennis, Flushing Meadows, New York. Uh, the men's final is always on a Sunday. If it rains on a Sunday, they lose millions of dollars because the, hope, the final's now the next day and nobody Monday. watches on Monday, right? Right. Yeah. So they contracted a company out of Alliance to build a retractable roof. Oh. And uh, so the company came to us because I was doing plating, chrome and nickel plating, to help them with their plating solutions. Well, a couple of meetings later, we ended up, because of my manufacturing background, we designed and built 16 of the cylinders. So here we are, a little company in Canton, Ohio, 27 employees that does plating, now providing 16 cylinders uh, from start to finish that open and close the retractable roof on Flushing Meadows, New York, right? Crazy story, right? Wow. So here's what I say is, is that when you offer solutions, you get to sit at the front of the table, right? Um, and so the same is true, right? I, I, when you offer more than just a transaction, I'm offering you a solution. And, and sometimes the answer is, again, like I told the other guy, you should go with the other person. I'm not your guy. Right. And that's how I am even now. I'm not transactional. It's like, don't buy that house. Right. And I just, I could have had told them to buy that house and I would have made money, but I didn't do that. That's just not, that's just not my character. It's not what I do. And so when you offer solutions in any business, in any relationship, right, when you offer value, you get to sit at the front of the table. And that happens in real estate every day. Right. My phone rings all the time because people need a solution right? It's more than just, hey, they can find a lot of people to buy or sell a house with. And sometimes that happens, to be fair. Um, as you said, there's a lot of competition. So some agents on the buy side have connections that I didn't get. I don't have it. And so they'll bring those houses to my clients and my clients will buy them. Yeah. But I sell them um, because they, you know, they understand the value. And, and so. No, 100%. And Basically, you're talking about basic sales is asking enough questions, determining what the pain is, and then knowing enough to be able to exaggerate that pain and then provide a solution to make it go away. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if everyone knows the golden rule, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone or not many people know the platinum rule. What is the platinum heard. rule? So the golden rule is, right, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? That sounds of great. Course. The platinum rule is do unto others as they would have them do unto them. Like, what if they don't like what I want to done unto me, right? So do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What if that's not who they are? That's not their pain point, right? That's not right. what they're expecting. So exactly. the platinum rule is, look, it's not about me, right? So, and I really do think through that a lot, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't do whatever, but it's not so do unto others as they would have them do unto them. 
Right? You've got to figure out what it is that they want. What is, right? And you can't do that without asking questions. Correct. You no, know, I think we skip so much because we try to get to the transaction, just sign here. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, my wife and I have this conversation all the time because, you know, I, I've sold, geez, $7,500 homes, right? Right. I've sold, you know, and she's like, wow, like, you know, you showed that home three, like, the answer is yes. Like, I, 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 I'm not transactional, right? So, and, and somehow, you know, it, it, clearly it's all working out, right? It has my whole career, no matter what, so. Right, exactly. You mentioned half, uh, roughly half your business is predictable through these investor relationships. And I think as we go into this new mark, this new um, balanced market, um, that I've seen, I mean, six different shifts, I think, in my career, but it's just going to be normalized. That's all. Um, but whenever we normalize, we're going to lose a lot of real estate agents. And for anyone who's concerned about this 2023, unfortunately, the, the reality of it is whenever you have a dip in the number of sales, uh, it impacts uh, the average realtor is only selling six or seven homes a year. And if they're doing that and they're depending on it for their full-time career, they're going to um, then the number of agents leaves that is dis disproportionately high to the number of transactions. Uh, so the number of transactions that drop, uh, the agents, a lot of the middle of the road agents sold those, so they get out. So 2023 is going to be a great year. But the, the, the half year business that isn't investors, what are you doing, if anything, to stay in touch with those people so that they aren't poached or they don't cheat on you? Sure. No, great question. You know, I, I do have a, a system. Um, we use Boomtown. Yeah. Uh, and so I utilize it. You know, I use drips. I use reminders. I use my calendar. Obviously, I set them up on alerts. I know when they're looking, you know, I get alerts. Uh, I frequently communicate, whether it's through, you know, text, through, my, through Boomtown, through my personal phone calls. I try to add value. Um, you know, what are they looking for? Are they looking for anything? Obviously holidays, you know, if I know their birthdays, I mean, you know, I don't send cards, but I at least make some type of contact with them knowing that I'm, and back to the story that you know, this person that referred me to the client that I'm going to today, that they're not even a client, but I've, they're in Boomtown. I talk to them all the time. Obviously we now make connection. Turns out my son plays basketball with their grandson. Again, it's all about very people. cool. Yep. Absolutely. Are you using social media at all? I know so many people are caught in the weeds now on, on how to use social media effectively. Are you at all? I'm not. I mean, I, I have a Facebook page. I'm, I'm not tech savvy in any stretch. I mean, I wish I was. Right. Uh, I, see, I see a lot of value in that, um, especially, I mean, whatever that people are using Instagram and depending on the age group of, of the buyer, right? Twitter, those type of things. Some of it can be fluff and a little corny. Um, and so I almost push back on some of that. I wish I didn't, to be fair. I think there's a lot of value in doing the right balanced approach to that. And again, adding value as opposed to just being there. Um, so I, I use some of it, not, not as much as I'd like. Yeah, a lot of the agents that I talk to that are using uh, social media successfully like you said, if you're just telling about the transaction on right. social media, then people are going to get sick of that because um, 
during the time where we're just humans or we're not thinking about buying or selling then we don't want to just be think we're not just wanting to think about buying or selling so the agents that i talk to that are successful they're doing videos about you know great things to do in the community that you're in highlighting local businesses uh entertaining stuff educational stuff outside of real estate and just because that's how you stay top of mind with people during the time that you're not uh, actually uh, thinking about making a move so, so many agents make the mistake of just constantly posting their sales and it, it ends up or posting stuff about real estate interest rates it's a good time to buy it just ends up getting blurred out i think if that's all you're doing it blurs out to me and i'm in the business <laughs> right exactly yeah. All right, let's get down into the meat of this, you managing 110 sides. So you're doing all of this yourself. So the 35 buyers, you, you showed up them all homes, um, or, and I'm, I'm assuming that those 35 buyers, most of them were your investors that then turned into sellers? Oh, uh, no, as I mentioned before, you know, a lot of my investors also have their own pipelines, right? And, and God bless them, you know, as much as I'd like every one of their sales to come through me, it's their business, right? Right. And so if they find a house, you know, they're going to go buy it, right? Uh, and then they call me for the added value and the planning. So, Got it. you know, I, yeah, I, I don't, as you and I have talked, you know, before off camera, I don't have a showing assistant. I don't have, I mean, I show every one of my, I'm going to, I have, you know, a few showings today, um, doing a walkthrough today for a buyer, right? And so that, that's all me. I mean, literally, I have a closing coordinator, closing agent, right, that handles the, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and she's a rock star. So it helps me. Does she work for you specifically? No, it's transactional between us. So she's uh, at our office. She works with other agents too. Got it. Um, yep. So uh, you just pay her per transaction. You got it. Got it. Right. So how do you stay efficient with all of this other prospecting that you're doing for your investor clients and other stuff to generate those 70 plus listings? Now you got to do it all again. What, how do you stay efficient with your buyers? Do you have anything in place that you do every time to make sure that expectations are set, boundaries are set so that you're keeping them happy? And because when you're selling that many homes, especially in the market, we just came off of um, before June or July, when if you didn't get out there right then, then they're going to miss out. What were you doing to solve that problem? Asking a lot of questions, right? I mean, and it really is trying to, because it's wasting their time too, right? Right. Um, and again, I keep saying adding value. I had a conversation yesterday and, and I like Zillow. Everyone uses Zillow. So we got to talk about it, right? Um but are they actually getting serviced as much as they can by my website? And so I try to get them over to my platform, right? There you and go. Selling the value of why they should be on mine. Obviously it connects them to me even better. Right. Um, instead of, you know, I, I, and it happens to all of us, right. Where, Oh man, I, I didn't even know I hit the request tour. On oh, Zillow, God. Right? That dreadful blue button. You got it. Right. And so they somehow get connected, you know, and, and so, trying to force force them is the wrong word trying to show them and get them onto my encourage button. encourage show them why they should be on mine tell the story that's important to them um that's been a really big help to me then i can see you know and i can see with zillow too if they're a zillow agent right they send you that email 
you know, new buyer activity type stuff, right? But not anywhere as much as the information and data that I have if I can get them on my platform. How are you, because um, a lot of people can't fathom selling 110 homes in a year. Uh, I mean, how, how are you showing the house, then writing the offer and negotiating the offer? I mean, do you just, are, are you working? I mean, what kind of hours a week are you yeah. working to do this? So, yeah, it's a lot some days. I'm not to be fair and honest, right? Uh, it's a lot of work. Um, right which is why I think a lot of agents don't do it. I mean, I, you know, it, it, it it's. That's not of, the reason they don't, they don't do it because they don't stick with things. It's the same reason that most of us don't have six pack pack abs, you know, yeah. it's not, well, fair point. not because I mean, we don't know right. what to do. You're right. I, and I do say this, and man, I, I almost hesitate. It, it, it sounds cliche, but I'm, so I'll tell you the story. I'm, I'm driving down 619 on a Sunday morning. I remember the day well. Uh, heading to a listing appointment at 7 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday morning, right? Yikes. Because that's what time was important for my client. Yeah. And I happened to be driving just because it was nice out, a friend's convertible. Um, so I'm heading down 619. The sun's coming up uh, at 7 in the morning. And I'm, I'm, I literally said out loud, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Right. Right. right? And, and that's really how I feel. I just can't believe... I get paid to show houses, to sell houses. To I love negotiating. I did it in manufacturing with again a lot of companies. So negotiating is not something that you know we think it is, where you're beating you know back and forth each other, right? And you know you're gonna you know it's not. It's finding out you said it. What what's important? What are the pain points? You know how can I ask the same question in a different way and really kind of figure out what's important to the buyer or the seller, right? It's more than just price. Um, you know, telling the story about, so I have a client that's incarcerated. We'll just say it. That's all I need to say. Um, we'll be getting out. And so I'm out finding him a house. Oh, wow. Um, and um, so, you know, limited access to technology as far as he's concerned. Um, uh, and so I showed him probably 12 houses, except I showed him, you know, so he didn't go to any of them. Um, obviously either through pictures or through um, my website he was able to access that every now and then um, so trying to get the contract signed uh, if you can imagine that right uh, through, I mean so um, and does then, he have access to email I'm just curious sometimes but he can't access dot loop it, right. it filters the system where he's at so it's as you can imagine they have a lot of controls there right so um we won't get into the details of how it happened, but um, we put an offer in. Uh, then he had some legal issues we had to clarify, and but I wasn't going to tell the agent that. It's not my, right. you know, I, I can I can now, although there's no names. But we're through all that, uh, and we're getting the contract signed on the other side today. Uh, wow. And, and um, so the answer is yes. Again, right? I mean, so I, I I go through all these houses. I you know. It's a $90,000 house. Like, I'm, it's not transactional to me, right? Is he paying what, cash? Yes. Was yeah. the prison, uh, were they, I'm just curious, were they cooperative with you? Do they, are they empathetic to the fact that he is getting out? So are they helping him out that way? Some of them are. Okay. Right. I mean, as so, far as your access to him is what I mean. Yeah. No, no, I got you. Yeah. I, I, yes. Let's put it that way. Right. That's so good. It's a challenging, it's not. 
that's a heck of a story, especially when it closes. Oh, it's a crazy story, right? And here's the other thing wow. I'm doing. And again, this I've never so had that happen. He he needs carpet, right? He can't do that. Right. I'm gonna do that for him, right? I have it's another value that I add. Uh, I have a lot of, as you do, we've all, you know, it's been in business so long, um, carpet people and plumbers. And, and so they will put the carpet in. Um, they will take care of all that and get paid at closing, right? Because they have the value. That, and so he needs a wash and dryer. I found him a used wash and dryer off another client that I just bought and sold a house, sold their house, bought a new house. They have extra wash and dryer. They're buying, you know what I mean? So uh, did I make any money off of all that? No, no. right? Zero. No, but right? he's going to think, I mean, that guy's going to, he thinks I got to think the world right? of you. Yeah, exactly right. And so, um, you know, I, a few thousand dollars at a $90,000, know, it's not a lot of money, right? But again, the answer is yes. Uh, I, when I was the CEO of my last company, I hired a salesman and he used to work for Coca-Cola. And here we are doing industrial plating and, uh, really great guy, very, very personal. And so, you know, love people, which is why I hired him, knew nothing about industry, sold Coke, right? He was Coca-Cola. And so one day we're in the shop and, and he said, man, Derek, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting all these people asking me questions. I don't know the answer. I said, the answer is yes. He's like, what do you mean? I said, the answer is yes. Like, well, we can do that. We'll figure out a way to do it, right? We're offering value and offering solutions. Again, we get to sit at the front of the table. I've carried that over the same to real estate. It, it yeah, just you can't is. say yes to everything, but no, you can't. I guess but that's what, and but that's what strengthens the relationship too, because your yeses mean something. Yeah. And they do. And just like the person that back to that one asked me to, to lower my commission, I said, no, right. You can't say yes to everything. Right. <laughs> but you know, I think scripture once told us, let your yeses be yeses and your nose be no's, right. Just right. mean what you say and say that type of thing. But you know, I'm not, the point is, and I've never had this attitude. I'm not below helping. I'm buying a washer and dryer. I'm, I got to figure out a way to get him hauled over to his house because he's in, I mean, he can't do anything, right? But he needs yeah. a place to live or else they can't let him out. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah so, so you're a very important person in his world right now. Yeah. And then that type of stuff to me is fun. I don't know why it's fun. Maybe I'm a little odd, but, um, I guess I love solving problems, offering solutions. It's just a lot of fun. And you get to do that a lot in real estate. Right. We could analyze it several different ways, but probably, yeah. I mean, it obviously it gives you some power and gives you some good feeling knowing that you're, you're in this, fair. in this position of control in their life. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It, it, I mean, obviously you're, it, it, the outcome is all that matters. That's exactly right. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yep. So uh, I'm going to wrap so this traded, up. Soon. I think I, that was a long answer to your question is how do I manage that time? Right. We all trade something in our lives. Right. Right. You know, whether it's time or now I have eight children and we didn't get that far. Right. Yet, right. But three grandchildren. I've never missed a game. I've never missed. I coach my son's AAU basketball team. Right. Wow. Um, I have property in, in Carolina. We went there, I don't know, three or four times last year. Right. So that's great. I'm not like tied to my phone, right? There's a lot of planning and there's a lot of, I don't watch a lot of TV, right? I don't, you know, um, I get up at 6.30 and, and help my son and then I'm working, right? right. Um, I take my dog for a walk every day, right? So it's not, I, I'm not, I'm not married to this, but I, I, I am very disciplined. Um, I, I, 
call everybody back. I, I set a policy at my last company and I try to do it now that no matter who calls us, we call them back within an hour, even if we don't know the answer, because there's no nothing more frustrating, right? You've all been there. Oh, right? trust me. Yeah. Right. So our whole worlds yeah. revolve around this one little thing right here. Oh, it's crazy. Right. And then when you do get a hold of them, they say, oh, I was just getting ready to call you. No, you weren't. Right. You weren't right. at all. Yeah. So I just call people. I, I, I answer my phone all the time. Uh -huh. You know, um, I call them back even if I don't have the answer. Right. So, right. That's a lot yeah. to do with our age. But regardless of age, I met a 18 year old, 18 year old real estate agent. Uh, he started in July, he graduated from high school in June and got his real estate license in July. He's already sold seven houses. Oh, good for him. He's 18. Awesome. So I reached out to him because I saw him on social media because I got my, I got in the business when I was 19. And I said, do not try to text your way to success. It doesn't technology. It's still a belly to belly business. That's great. And you're not going to be selling houses via text. I don't care who you are, or you can argue with me all day long. You may be doing it, but you're not selling very many homes. You need to be talking to people on the phone, having conversations. And that's what the, you, you need to do that. But you must, you, you just said that you, uh, you know, you're very disciplined. What is your, do, do you have some structure to your day so that you're able to do, do what you want to do and you're, and you, and you've got your non-negotiables, you know, what, what's the structure to your day? You know, it's interesting. So time blocking, uh, that was a big thing when I first got in it, right? Everyone says it. And geez, I, I don't do that. Right. <laughs> um, every day is different for me it, more than it. So they, they say, how do you balance that? Right. What is work-life balance? It's being where you're at. Right. It's not, I shut my phone off at a certain time or, you know, I, it, it's, if I'm working, I'm working, right. If I'm mm -hmm. family, I'm family. Um, That's a know. hard one to do. I have, a hard I, have, one to do. I have a tough time being present myself and, you know, be where your feet are. And, and it's easy to say hard to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but that's really, to me, the key. I, I work hard a lot. Uh, I enjoy it. It, it lights me up. Uh, but when I'm not doing it, Right. I'm at my son's basketball game on Tuesday night. I'm playing cards with my family last night. I'm, you know, it, um, walking my dog. Every, you know, so it, it work life balance is not a structure to me. Anyways, people do it differently. Everyone's different. Right. You know, I don't wake up and say, OK, from eight to nine, I'm going to make phone calls or, um, you know, uh, yesterday morning I, I was. This is crazy, but this is what I do. I, I, I shot the well for a buyer. Yesterday morning, I did it at 8 a.m. Oh goodness. Right. So at 8 a.m., I'm, I'm in Atwater shocking a well for a buyer at, uh, what time was it? Um, 10 a.m., I'm in Bolivar at a listing appointment. Right. Um, so, um, you know. And, You're a machine. And, right. Um, so it's fun to me. It's just it's weird. But, you know, whatever I got to do to get that you know, help this client get the transaction closed, um, get him a hit. This particular one happens to be a buyer um, that was referred. I helped his parents buy multiple homes and sell multiple homes. And again, uh, they're now becoming investors. Um, mm -hmm. Now I'm helping the daughter and son-in-law. Right. And so, um, but again, it's an $85,000 house. Like I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I'm driving at water to shock the well. Right. Right. Uh, because we, we have a timeline and we need to get done. And, and so 
I don't have a, a daily structure where I, nope, I can't do that. I'm making phone calls. Well, I had to go do that, right? Yeah, the answer is yes. How do you get the rest of your stuff done then? Or do you just let your 24 hours take care of itself? I really do. I mean, so I obviously understand the balance of, I got to stay connected, right? Um, I don't do it every day, but I do it every week, right? Um, and, and every client's different. Some people need a lot of interaction. Some people don't. Right. right, exactly. You try to, you try to learn that. Um, I was talking to my son about that yesterday. He's a loan officer. And I was saying you need to, at the very beginning of the relationship, you need to find out how they like to be communicated with. What would be the frequency for that communication? If it's a borrower, let's say in his world, um, tell him what your process is. Get all that out of the way at the beginning. Because otherwise you're going to have people right? let down. It's the What's platinum the, rule, right? How, uh -huh. do, how do they want to be treated, right? What's uh -huh. important to them? Right. Because some people we, we've got a client right now and you know, he was saying, well, I was calling them every week and giving an update. Well, that wasn't enough for them. So you could have found that out at the beginning. What was important? You could have told them what you do. And, and now you would have protected yourself because if they mm -hmm. come back now and say, well, it's not been enough. You could say, well, at the beginning, I said I would call you every Friday, which I've done. If you wanted more than that, you have an obligation to tell me that and not just be upset later. It's mm -hmm. fair. So it's about setting expectations and boundaries at the very beginning mm -hmm. so that you create the outcome of having a happy client. Mm -hmm. I like because to ask you questions. You know, yeah. One way for your son to do that, right? Is like, you know, help, let, me, let me ask you this question. Help me out with it, right? And, and what you just said, except putting it back on a question so that they can answer the, the, the right way and say, yeah. well, yeah, you're right. I didn't tell you, right? So... Yeah, yeah, and it's not like you're trying to give them an I told you so moment. That's exactly right. You know, That's we've got a business, difference. we've got a business relationship here, and I'm doing the I'm coming from a good place. I Correct. told you how often I would communicate with you, and now you're saying that wasn't enough. And you could have easily said that then, and I would have called you every day if you wanted. Yeah. Now something I when I first got started in real estate, we had an inside sales manager, and she was really good. It's something she said, which I use often is that when you're talking with clients, you got to protect their okayness, which sounds terrible English, right? But no, it makes sense, right? true. Oh my gosh, right? And, and you could do it in a way that still, I mean, people worry about being right. Like nobody cares who's right, right? Um, so let's, let's get through whatever relationship we have, but protect their okayness. It's okay, right? Don't make it like I told you so, or you're wrong. I mean, that's not good. Right. And so you can win the battle and lose the war or vice versa. I don't know how that goes, but it's not yeah, a, good advice to your son. Ego, ego doesn't matter if um, if you've got upset people and you're not getting paid. Totally. Yep. All right. Listen, I had other questions, but I'm going to wrap this up. Is there any going into 2023, man? Anything that you would tell other agents? Yeah, don't. Yeah, I do. I'm excited. You kind of touched on it. It's going to be a transitional year normalizing year, whatever the terminology, right? Don't chase the money. That's the advice, right? Don't chase the money. The money will come. Um, and that's just true for any industry, right? Mm -hmm. Work your tail off, love people, um, be honest, and the money will come. Have as many conversations in a day as you can. Just, absolutely, right? And, and just, just try and to help people. It's about people, right? Yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. right. Right. Go shock the well. I mean, don't do that. But, you no. know, I mean, no, we, don't that's do that. another I, conversation because that's a potential lawsuit. So I, I would, get it. <laughs> I, I, that's why I said don't do that. 
I get it. That's what I, that's not my advice, but that's I fixed tuck pointing on a garage when I was younger. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I get it. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the, what do they want? They want a clean water sample. They don't care who shot, right? That's what they want. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Let's get there. Right. So, yeah. But so no, work hard and have fun. Wh what would you like to see for yourself this year? Same. So you asked before, I think, right? What's your, what's my goal? And people ask me that. And I don't have one. That seems odd to me, even saying it out loud, right? Um, I Not a goal in terms of numbers, but are there any change? I'm sure that there's some things looking back that you, you're going to do differently as you keep tightening this thing up to, mm -hmm. to make it more efficient and not end up hating it in five years. Yeah. So you and I had a conversation. Do, do I, you know, 111, that's a lot, right? I mean, that's crazy. Um, you know, I tell people that sometimes they look at me like I got one eye, like how, right? Like, and some days it's overwhelming to be fair, right? And so you and I talked about a possible closing Excuse, I'm sorry, showing agent, right? Right. Making and that part of my life more efficient and being more of a, so we'll see. I mean, I, I am pushing back on that just because uh, I just, I, you know, part of me just likes doing it. The other part is who do I trust, right? But um, that, that, that's something I do understand. I have, if I'm going to keep growing, I do have to transition and think through. I saw in, in 2010, um, I've changed my business since then, but 2010, I sold 110 homes myself. The difference was, and I only had um, Rebecca, my showing agent, the biggest time drain in our business and people don't care about who opens the door for them. If you've got a good person and, you and you're tied together with them like a doctor's office, I completely eliminated all of the hours of showing homes and I was still writing the offers. I was still going to the home inspection. I would still, I would still go to the, um, I would still go to the uh, walkthrough, but she showed homes at night and on the weekends. And I made my listing appointments Tuesdays and Thursdays. I didn't have to show homes the other nights or on the weekends. She solved that problem for me. She's been with me ever since. And I haven't had any pushback from a client ever. And I got about 10 hours a week of my life back. No, it, it, you and I have had a conversation and, and it makes a lot of sense. I've yeah, there's no compromise there whatsoever. I can, I've, had, I've had a showing agent since 1997. Yeah. I've had it with my wife. I've had it with... You know, I'm, I'm vetting out a few people that I'm thinking about for that role. So definitely right. if I'm transitioning anything in 23, that's probably that should be it. Be. Yeah. Cause then we can have still do those 35 buyer transactions, have them yeah. just as happy, but you didn't have to, you could eliminate some of those tasks. And I love listings. I really do. I mean, that's, you know, it, it's fun. Oh, no, you've got that nailed. Oh, I love it. It's that's great. insane. If I, 74 if I go on a listing appointment, I'm probably getting it. I mean, and that's not arrogant. No, um, that's confidence that I, I do a lot of research. I, I, you know, I ask a lot of questions, know what your house is worth. I mean, um, so that part's fun. And so if I did more listings, that would be amazing. Um, I mean, 74, you've got, you already have the perfect business. Um, I mean, in terms of the balance and, and because you've, this is your fifth year, uh, you're going to make change. You'll, you'll end up doing that much or more, but then you're going to end up cha changing it up a bit so that you can sure. trust a couple of humans or one human to help you work at a high level all the time. I trust my closing coordinator, which is amazing because that's huge, right? So 
um, I know I can get there and I have had to try, I've had 27 employees working for me, right? I had to trust people. Right. And so I get it. And the theory is right. So it's just a mindset that I got to, you know, change a little bit on we'll my own business. There. Yeah. Listen, man, I really appreciate your being present with me this morning. Thank you so much. And I hope agents will listen to this and get it. It's going to give them hope. Um, unfortunately they're going to listen to this and you're, you're the supermodel that doesn't go to the gym and doesn't, and eats pizza four days a week. And they're like, Oh, I thought you had to, you know, but right. That's right. At the end of the day, what you've basically said is pick your niche. You've decided that you enjoy the, the rehabbing and investing. So you've, you've created a business around that. Um, and just do really, really well at it and ask a lot of questions and yep provide value, go overboard about it. It gives them nothing to put their hooks in. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. You've said it well. All right. Well, thank you for spending the time with us today. How do people reach out to you on social media? Like if anybody has any questions or what's the best way to reach you? Sure. Email dbailey1830 at gmail.com. I got a realtor Facebook page, a regular Facebook page. Right. They can get me through my Remax site. Um, they can find me. I'm also you know, local school board officials. So if somebody wanted to find me, they could find me. Right. Yeah, you're pretty so, easy. It's another way you sell 110 homes. You're not a secret agent. I'm not at all. Yep. All, all right. We'll close on that. Thank you so much, Derek. You have a wonderful Thank day you. and thanks for giving us your time today. Thanks, Will. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Building Stronger Agents podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and share our podcast with your friends.